Welcome to the Review Crew Podcast, Review Cues. Today I'm joined by... Owen Hannibal. And Jenna Schmidt. And we're going to talk about this Netflix documentary on UFOs, aliens, specifically about this one dude, Bob Lazar. Any initial thoughts, like, when you guys started the documentary? <laughs> well, I uh, I first found this documentary uh, on, on Netflix last summer, I think, um, when one of my friends who, he's not, like, a big conspiracy theory guy, but he's always, you know, he's one to, one to question our, our government's intentions and that. And he's like, look at this. This guy's telling the truth. Like, he's not, you know, he's not BSing. I was like, all right. I'm kind of skeptical with that. Um, I mean, like, I believe that there could be alien life, but I don't know if, like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know about all that Area 51 stuff. So <laughs> I got this documentary, and I was like, huh, it's kind of compelling. I mean, it's entertaining for sure. You know, I, I like <laughs> I like the, um, what's this face? Uh, Mickey Mickey Rourke's voiceover going, what, what are we doing? Between- <laughs> like it's kind of uh uh ethereal and uh like mystical and yeah i mean it was definitely an entertaining documentary uh i'm not sure if i a hundred percent believe everything uh bob lazar was saying and uh i mean there was there was some contradictions and objections made by people uh on the internet who i i looked into um and yeah, what else, what did you guys think? Well, I agree. Like right off the bat, it was entertaining. Like you said, with the voiceover and like the constant like glitching effects and all the weird like creepy alien footage that they like put in, like just colors and this and that. They they and the music they made it all like seem very creepy. Like you said, mystical. So like. I agree that it was entertaining and I agree. And I think that it was meant for entertainment. Um, I didn't really feel like this was a fully investigative documentary, like because of all that, those extra things that were put in, it makes me like a little inclined to believe some of it less and like not find as much credibility in it because it was meant so much like for entertainment. But at the same time, I mean, they want to do that so that people will watch it. So whatever um but yeah i mean it's really i okay Uh, me i'm very gullible (laughs) and when people tell me things and they like have some sort of evidence or whatever i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna probably believe them and and believe it's the truth and so after watching this i you know contemplated for some time and i was like maybe maybe it's real (laughs) (laughs) And, like, the way he sounds so convincing. Like, Hmm. this man sounds, like, super educated. Yeah, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. And, um, yeah, but it's, like, then you kind of get nitpicky with it. I don't know. What do you think, Dylan? I don't even know if I would call it, like, super entertaining for me. Just because as soon as I really got into it, I was just like, oh, it's not even investigative. It's not even like they're trying to question what Bob Lazar, like do a profile on Bob Lazar. It's just like, this is an echo chamber for someone who already believes that aliens are real. And they're just like, yeah, this is the proof. We finally got it. And for me, it was just like, oh, you're not really convincing me. Like someone who doesn't know anything about it beforehand. Yeah, I think they they glossed over a lot of the objections. 
and were kind of quick to like two of the main things for me. Well, what one big thing for me was like they don't have records of Bob Lazar uh, actually attending and graduating from MIT or Caltech. And uh, the only like quote unquote evidence they had was someone who like dropped him off at school. (laughs) And then he, he kind of says like, he's like, okay, so you don't have proof of, you know, me going to school. Would they have hired me out of high school? Would they have like, He's like, he's like, also, like, does that in and of itself, like, disprove what I saw? And it's like, well, it kind of makes you look less credible. But at the same time, like, if I could play Aliens Advocate for a second here, uh, what if, you know, this could um, maybe prove further that uh, the government is really on to Bob Lazar and, you know, they say in the documentary later on, like, oh, the FBI raided him again. And I was like, come on, really? Really? That's then how they it, decided to start it, too. They, with yeah, the text messages, right. like, I just got raided by the FBI. And I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, I mean, if you, if you assume that all these things are true and that he really did see element 151 and, uh, or one whatever. 115, I think. Yeah, one, 115, worked in Area 51, <laughs> saw an alien... Uh, all these things, like, did the government really, like, go through his records and erase both, like, degrees? I, I don't know. That's su- something super interesting um, to think about because, like, living where I live in southwest Colorado, I'm next to New Mexico and Nevada, which is where all this is. And there's a bunch of people around here who, like, peddle these stories. And there's, like, three or four um, famous ex-government workers like Bob Lazar and one's dead, one's family is dead, one hasn't been contacted in, like, ha- however long. So that's what a lot of people try to use as evidence. However, like you were saying, Bob Lazar and the people who say this stuff are really smart and smart enough to think of, like, alibis to their alibi to get you to believe their story or their side of things. So I, I'm... I just as much as I'm convinced of aliens being in Area 51, I'm also convinced that someone like Bob Lazar could like spin this deception and do this for the cloud. I don't know. Yeah, that's I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, the people that are making like if people are making this stuff up, they are really smart because like you said, they do have backups for their backups. But like the thing that always brings me back to like that inkling of uh, of belief is that like what is the motivation to make this up mm. like why would he go through all of this or, like i guess now he's kind of like out of it trying to just deal with his own stuff and and not really deal with it a lot and that's kind of like the the attitude he had throughout the documentary where he was just like yeah like i've i've said all this before like i don't really need to tell you all everything again like there's footage and that's what the the most interesting footage to me was like his interview in the 80s where they would play that footage over and over again and like some of this most of it was like almost word for word things that he was repeating Mm -hmm. um like present time so that i again i keep going back and forth because it's like he's using some of the same wording to say some of the things that he did so i'm like does that mean it's true or does that mean he's like rehearsed and he knows his story and he's done this enough to maybe even start believing it 
himself. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, he he keeps, you know, saying how, like, he says, or he gets asked in the documentary, like, if you, you know, could go back to the 80s and, like, have a second chance, would you, like, reveal this or would you keep it a secret? And he's like, uh, thinking back, it's it's probably, it's more negatively affected my life than positively. Um, but that's assuming that all these things actually happened, that, you know, three of his car tires were really shot out and that he was getting death threats and assuming the FBI raids his house. And uh, they, they bring up one interesting point that I thought was kind of funny and really out of character, I guess. I mean, I don't know Bob Lazar, but like when they talk about the prostitution ring that he was like involved yeah. what the hell? <laughs> they, they really brushed that aside. It was like two minutes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I wish they kind of went into that more um, because they say like, if he, you know, he was, he was getting uh, questioned in court and like being asked all these questions by lawyers and he stuck true to his stories that like, you know, he went to MIT, went to Caltech and studied the aliens in area 51. And like, if, if there was ever a time to come clean, it was then. And he stuck true to his guns. And like, is that, is that evidence that he's telling the truth? Because, I mean, maybe he thinks he's telling the truth, but is kind of, you know, not all the way there. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Right. That one part where he's like, so, so that, like, the part you're talking about is where the, the reporter that investigated him in the 80s, he was in the documentary and he was, like, interviewed for it. And he was saying, like, I tried to dig up all this stuff, too, and and then I the prostitution thing. He's the one that called the cops on him because he didn't want that that to ruin the story, and he didn't want that the story about Area Fifty One and S Four and all this stuff to be about this guy having some prostitution ring, which I thought was like so funny to hear from the reporter's side of it and like his point of view because he was like, "This almost ruined my whole story that I had been working on for so long." Um, that was a really good part, but yeah, I, he just seems to have like a disregard for like, he, like, I, I think at that point he like laughed about it. He's like, yeah, no, I didn't like care <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. However, there is, there is one, like one piece of evidence. I was like, oh, okay. Neat. That he did say that the whole like, um, hand thing where he claimed in this 1980s interview, like one of the technologies, the advanced alien technologies was a scanner where you could put your hand on a disc or like a sheet of metal and it opens a door, or does whatever through security. And then it comes out that, oh, that's actually a real technology How 40 or 20 years later. Yeah. 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 And then they say that and like his statements about working at S4, like just that facility in general, when he said that he worked there, that facility wasn't public knowledge. Like, that wasn't something that was out for people to know. So it was, like, the fact that he even knew about the place and then said he worked there, and then that was confirmed to be, like, an actual... Although, just because it's not public knowledge doesn't mean, like, the government is trying to, like, hide it from people. And I I looked it up afterward. That hand scanner thing that he talks about, they make a big deal that, like, oh, he was right. He's telling the truth. Like, that that wasn't, like, that secret of a... Like, they used that in (laughs) They, like, someone said, like, they, they used it in, like, you know, cafeteria lunchrooms. Like, it's not that, like, big of a secret technology. Like, yeah, he was right, and it wasn't super well-known. And I guess, like, it wasn't, you know, 
uh, prevalent technology back then, but it's not like the government was trying to hide that. Like I that- find it hard to believe that, like, when, like, when the reporter or whatever, the guy that made the documentary, like, showed him the picture of that hand scanner, he was like, wow, I never thought I'd ever see one of these again. Like, I found that really kind of hard to believe because I get that he's kind of let it go and he's, like, trying to focus on it and do his own thing. But, like, do you think he would be looking that stuff up fairly regularly? Like, yeah. <laughs> if he would understand that now that technology is out. Like, I was like, no way he didn't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I think, Dylan, you talked about it earlier, like, they they kind of glossed over, like, this. the documentary narrative wasn't really, like, cohesive, if, if that makes sense. Like, it wasn't, like, a story, you know? They kind of jumped around to a lot of different things. I would have liked if they started off with, like, what he was actually, like, hired in Area 51 to do, and then how, you know, the stories, like, impacted and got gotten him like, to where he is now. Mm-hmm. They say he works for some, like, nuclear-type company, but they don't really, like, talk about the specifics of what he does actually now. And, like, yeah, I mean, to me, it looks like this alien stuff actually is, like, kind of his life now. I, I mean, he acts, he acts all nonchalant, like, you know, he, he's trying to just go about his business now. But he, you know, agreed to be the subject of this pretty big documentary, I just looked up on YouTube. Uh, he was on like a two and a half hour Joe Rogan experience yeah. <laughs> talking about this. So like, no he's, way. He's, I have, he's, to, I yeah. have to listen. I love Joe. He's not exactly like leaving his life behind or this this old life behind. This is this is his life. He's the alien guy. That's that's the only thing he's known for. Right. And then I was thinking too, because the FBI apparently like raids this guy a couple times, and it's talked about in the film, but the product he's working on or the stuff he's doing science for now is a a new copy or a replication of an old science kit for kids that was deemed super dangerous so in my mind it's just like oh you're like blowing stuff up in this laboratory that's just like not very like in the middle of a crowded uh like uh, neighborhood it looks like when they show the outside it's like maybe the neighbors are just worried <laughs> like there's smoke coming out of the roof and they call the cops or something like that I yeah I, I i what sucked is that like I wish that the documentary could have gotten some footage of this FBI raid and all the cars outside. Yeah. Like, oh, there was one. There was one picture, and this really got me thinking. Um, there's one picture, dude in some khakis with a shirt, a shirt, not even like a professional looking thing that says FBI. He's got super long blonde like surfer hair, and I'm like, I don't think the FBI hires guys like this. And then they claim that everyone with like bomb squads were there and stuff. And I'm like, where is the, where's the receipts? They got the sound guy to put on a shirt that said FBI. Yeah, no, literally, like that's the that's the vibe I got from that photo. They showed it like three different times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that whole part, and that that was a little iffy. Like, what I liked the most, what I enjoyed the most, was when he was like, actually talking about his experience or you know whatever he thinks his experience was when he actually worked for this s4 agency or whatever i thought that was actually really interesting and so that's why i definitely would go listen to the podcast because like if he was creating this and manufacturing it in his mind like he's got a lot of detail and like that detail is especially shown when he's like drawing what he said like the craft he worked on 
mm. looked like and he's explaining how like the gravity things and this and that and the power and how they fly and all this stuff like that was super detailed and yeah he clearly could have just he could have made that up but the way he speaks with like his air of intelligence it makes it sound real like he he really can he really can make himself sound like he knows what he's talking about which i think is where a lot of people find trouble and and start to believe him yeah but um I think like, like dylan said earlier it is kind of an echo chamber they don't really like the the objections they bring up they super gloss over like i would have liked them to bring in like another character into the documentary who's like a debunker or something or some like actual scientist who you know like brings brings some counterpoints and you know maybe have bob like debate him or something there was just there was just not a lot of objection i don't know right what he says like you were saying jenna about the how it works and everything so basically our understanding of physics and gravity it's not right. It's just, it's wrong, according to this dude. So I'd be interested to hear what, like, a Neil deGrasse Tyson or somebody like that would have to say in a debate with him. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 well, I'm thinking about the Joe Rogan podcast I listened to with him and Edward Snowden, and that's, like, kind of similar, speaking out against the government, government secrets, blah, 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 blah. I feel like the one with um, Bob Lazar, although I haven't listened to it, obviously, might be similar in that Joe Rogan doesn't really um, debate him as much and, like, try and find flaws. He just really listens to his story and asks questions. So I would love to see him in some sort of debate with somebody. Like, I think that would be crazy. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, this is, like, a different kind of, uh, like... Different, different subject matter and different scale of, like, impact than a guy like Edward Snowden, who, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're comparable figures because, you know, they're both leaked government secrets and stuff. And uh, when I was talking about this documentary to my dad, he was like, nothing stays, like, a secret in this country. Like, if there, if there were a lot of people who were working in Area 51 who, like, saw these aliens and saw, like, you know, this... this uh, extraterrestrial like matter and stuff like the secret would get out but then you think about like edward snowden and all the government secrets that haven't got out like i, I don't know there there is a lot of reason for them to keep this kind of stuff secret like it would mess up it would seriously mess up the economy if uh if aliens were on earth <laughs> yeah the ethics behind it is is a fun thing to consider because he kept saying like He's like, what's your message? What's your message? What's your mission with this? Like now, now that you've spoken out about it, like, what do you want to come of this? And he was just saying, I just, I don't think it's right to hide information like this from people of the nation. (laughs) And just, he kept saying that, like, we shouldn't keep it a secret. Everybody should know that like these crafts exist and that we have extraterrestrial technology and that, like, his his mission seemed ethical um, and not, like, about himself, really. Because, like you said, one of you said before, like, he kept saying, like, this didn't make my life easy or anything like that. But, um, yeah, it's weird. Like, the motivation is off for me. Yeah, I agree. The motivation. Motivation of Bob Lazar, 
is a little funky. The motivation of the government, so like, sure, that maybe they're hiding all this alien technology, but they uh, just declassified, like we were talking about before this, videos of unidentified flying objects. I don't know where they were, over U.S. airspace, I think. Yeah, yeah. Could you look that up? Um, It was... Uh, In the Pacific Ocean. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, and it's from three years ago. Um, But yeah, it is kind of a big deal that, like, the... (laughs) The, the Navy and Department of Defense co-signed this this video saying, yeah, it was real. And, you know, you've got, like, Trump speaking about it. Uh, I mean, it just, like, it's it's fun to think about. I don't know. I, I don't know that there's more, like, evidence, like, to, to seriously, like, start, you know. I mean, it's, it's nice to, like, look into people like Bob Lazar and, like, look at videos like the one that came out the other day. But um, I don't know if there's enough evidence for me to really, like, say for sure that I, I believe all this. Mm. response to the videos and stuff and that, like, um, when I try and get too big picture and think about things, I get very lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I oh, like yeah. to stay. I like to keep my mind focused on what's important to me. And so, though, like, th- this is big. Like, to some people, that footage and, and the Debar- Department of Defense and whatever signing signing on to that, and, like, that's probably such a big deal. And I'm sure people are freaking out about it, about how important it is. But, like, to me, like, I'm more worried about making sure we go back to school in the fall. <laughs> I'm more worried yeah. about, like, my own personal stuff. I don't know. I mean, some people have that, like the the intelligence capacity to like really think big picture with that kind of stuff i just feel like i get i get a little bogged down and i start to get like really existential crisis mode and i'm like well well then we're all gonna die and nothing matters anyway (laughs) that's the solution to all our problems like what if what if there is alien life and they're trying to communicate with us but the government is like shutting us down wow i mean it could be true but, like, am I going to communicate with the aliens? Probably not. But could I someday make a documentary like this? It's possible. <laughs> and I would like to commend the documentarian on all of their, like, their collection of uh, footage and videos and photos and all that kind of stuff. That was prime. Really good. Yeah, the I the stock was footage was well done. Half the movie, whenever he's talking on the phone, I like how it's just his kitchen and he's like playing with his dog. <laughs> That's just really different from the whole alien subject matter. But I, I thought it was an interesting change of pace. I know, yeah. yeah. He's taking it seriously. He's like, he's like, what if? <sighs> like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, on on the subject of like the documentary, at first, like the the voiceover and the you know the creepy, distorted, the crackly footage. It was like entertaining and kind of like funny, but it did get a little bit distracting. Like, I agree. I wish they would have like kept it in the intro or like the conclusion. I don't know. I didn't need. I don't. I didn't need to see all that every other minute. I think it would have been fine if the narrator was saying words that actually pertained to the <laughs> content of the 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 documentary. Like, if he was like. If, if, if Bob Lazar just got done talking about the spacecraft and then the narrator and like the creepy voice with the creepy footage started saying like, what if this really did exist? 
what if gravity is not what we know and this and that then it would have been kind of more like cohesive for me i think but like i i really did feel like it didn't really connect with what was going on it kind of felt out of place and disjunctive the way that they just kind of put in some weird creepy things like 90 percent of the time the the creepy spoken word like stuff did did kind of seem out of place and yeah it felt like almost pretentious it sounded like a jaden smith tweet yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the best way i could describe it that's really funny i guess i mean okay but it was entertaining though like i liked it I like this documentary. It makes you think. I like stuff like this because, it, like I said before, it makes you consider things that are a little bit outside of yourself and your scope and the things that you deal with every day. But I think, like Owen said, if there was someone there to, like, disprove some of the stuff he was saying, it would have made it so much more credible. And and it did, it, like you said, Dylan, it was kind of like an echo chamber to the people that already believe this kind of stuff. But... Still pretty good though. Do we want to yeah. do um, like ratings? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's almost unfair to give this kind of thing a, a rating because a lot of the like rating uh, per se comes from like my um, I don't know like when when making like a, a documentary like this trying to prove something like that I don't believe I, I i don't want to factor that in too much into but maybe i should factor it in i'd give it like a like a four out of ten yeah i probably i'm probably gonna give it a four too i mean but you're right like it does kind of factor in because if it was a documentary about something that you were really passionate about and that you cared about a lot like you would obviously like it better yeah um, like if if they had to brought in more people to maybe refute some of the claims and uh, just add more credibility to Bob Lazar and like prove, like give legitimate like evidence towards some of the stuff that he was saying, then I, I probably would have um, believed it more if, if maybe, even if I didn't like fully believe like what he was saying, I would have appreciated it more that they were like trying. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully, he does that on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. Maybe that's what I'll, that's the next stop here in this adventure. <laughs> um, I agree, though. I think four out of ten is like a pretty good space for this documentary. Yeah. I think it's so weird that those videos just came out and like in the midst of this weird crisis. And like a lot of people just, I, I've, I've seen some things about people going, nobody cares because everybody's concerned about the coronavirus. But this is a really big deal, and it would be big news if that like there was not other this like other stuff going on in our in our country or in our world right now. And um, I don't know if that's true. Well, <laughs> more conspiracy podcasts to come. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, any any parting words? Um, definitely check this documentary out. Uh, it's pretty timely, seeing as these videos were just released and. Uh, it's, it's decently entertaining. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys next time. On the Review Crew, signing off. <laughs>